This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Euros with Luke and Mitch. Dun, 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 dun. It's time to get your daily fix. Dun, 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 dun. So go on, gab yourself a coffee dun, dun, dun. or maybe you prefer a cup of tea euros with luke and mitch dun, 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 dun. and don't you know they don't cost a thing dun, dun, dun. so go on give us a stream it's the daily euro 21 hello and welcome back to a touchline rent Euro 2020 daily. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, at the start of this week, uh, this episode even, not this week, four years of doing weekly episodes going daily. It'll take a while to get it to sink in. Um, at the start of this episode, I, I've been meaning to say every single time, and I keep forgetting, go follow us on social media at a touchline rant everywhere you get your media socially. Um, It would be a great help to us. Thank you very much. Um, Right, so I want to start by saying Mitch, Mitchell Gad, um, ruined Scotland, didn't he, by predicting that they'd do well. Uh, 2-0, they lost by. Um, We're going to have a a chat, I think, about doing predictions. Uh, (laughs) Bless him. We're we're shit at them, I've got to be honest all of us at ATR um, every now and again one comes off and then every now and again we predict something and the exact opposite happens We pre- these, bear in mind we are the podcast that said that uh, Eze for Crystal Palace would be uh, one of the players of next season we picked we picked him as you know one to watch and one for our fantasy teams the next day it was announced he'd injured himself and would probably miss all of next season so take whatever we say with a pinch of salt back to the Euros so yeah Scotland um, actually I say this Scotland did bloody well they actually played really well uh, against the Czech Republic they they were I'd argue at points they were the best you know they hit the crossbar they had some decent chances and they played some good football it was just it just didn't seem to be one of, you know their day really um it 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 did not help the scottish cause um in any way uh the um vaclick is it vaclick so i'm butchering the pronunciation pronunciation there vaclick is there the the goalkeeper for the czech republic had an absolute blinder of a game like what a game he had he made some fantastic saves um, but yeah, so Scotland lost 2-0. And a disappointing result. All in. I was looking forward to them being back. First international tournament since World Cup 98. Um, and to start it with that, which is by far the easiest game on paper. It's the easiest game of the group. They've now got to play England and Croatia, which is going to be no mean feat whatsoever. Um, in the second game, a bit of a shock, really. I didn't see Slovakia beating Poland. 
here we go. This is the ATR curse. This is exactly what I was just talking about. I said that Poland would be the dark horse of this tournament. I tipped them to do good things. Lost the opening game. But Spain lost the opening game of the 2010 World Cup. And still won the whole damn thing. So, you know, don't lose hope yet, Poland. My Polish brothers. They... They, they just weren't in it, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they brought it back to one all, but then they went down to ten men, and it was only going to be one result from there. Slovakia did really well. Like Slovakia did really, really well, and they fought hard, and they've got three points, and that's going to be, that is a big three points for them, um, because the group that they're in, is you know it it is a decent group, to be honest. Um, you know. With the other game that we're now going to talk, we might as well just throw in it now. Spain and Sweden drawing draw nil nil. You know, it puts Slovakia in pole position. Um, so yeah, really good result. Poland, I still think Poland. Poland could still get out of this group. They could still get out of this group. Um, they need other teams to do them a favour now, pretty much, which doesn't help the cause. But it's not out of the realms of possibility. You know, it's it's not out of the realms. Sweden could easily get a draw, you know, or based on tonight's result, they they did well. Sweden, they had chances. You know, Isak hitting the post. Um. They did. They did create chances. That Swedish side against. I'm gonna say it, a poor Spain squad like the Spain squads that we've been used to over the last. Well, over a decade now, um, they they're they're nothing like that Spain team where they're just they're not comparable, and I I I don't see Spain doing anything at this tournament. And again, the ATR curse. You watch Spain go and win it now, but I just don't see Spain doing anything. I don't think they're. Anywhere near as strong as they have been previously, and I don't think they're as strong as a lot of other teams in the tournament. Um, but yeah, so a bit of up and down day really. I think the best game was the first one. The Scotland Czech Republic game was a was a really good game. It was really back and forth, and you know some good football on display. But you know, that's enough about what has been. Let's look ahead to what is going to be. Hi, this is the Blender Coach, and you're listening to a Touchline Rants latest podcast, Back of the Net. Right, so now we're on to the preview section of today's episode. Um, some damn good games. It's the group of death day. Um, it's Hungary versus Portugal and France versus Germany. Having Portugal, France and Germany in the same group seems brilliant as well as devastating at the same time because I know some of the third place sides in the groups can go through but they may not so we may lose one of these um anyone who's listened to the preview show that um myself and Mitch did will know that we predicted uh well I predicted sorry that Germany would be the shock team to go out at the group stage we'll have to wait and see if that comes true but right let's look at Hungary Portugal first now Hungary they're not a bad side by any, you know, by any stretch. Hungary are a decent side. It's unfortunate for them that they are coming into this 
um, this horrible group. Um, because if you if you put them in a t- into a different group, you know, you put them into, say, you know, a group with, you know, say, I don't know, North Macedonia or Poland, you know, and things like that, they could get a few results. Um, but unfortunately, they're in a group with Portugal, France and Germany. I expect them to finish bottom. I think you would expect them to finish bottom, whoever's listening to this. You know, they got through uh, after overcoming Bulgaria and then Iceland uh, in the playoffs. Um, and it was a last minute winner in the final as well. Um, you know, they are a good side, but I just think Portugal have got, you know, that little bit extra about them. Obviously, they're the current holders of this competition, having won in 2016. They've also won the Nations League since then. You'd, It could potentially be Cristiano Ronaldo's last tournament. Obviously, we have the World Cup next summer. Um, all going well. So maybe he'll get... You know, that is it's more than likely going to be his last Euros. But if any player can carry on playing internationally into their 40s, other than Zlatan Ibrahimovic, it's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't see anything other than a Portugal result here. Although, like I say, Hungary are a decent side and they can t- certainly take it to Portugal. You know, I don't think Portugal are invincible by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think they're going to have just that little bit too much. In their last friendly game before... The Euro started, you know, they they looked they looked decent, um, and that's the understatement of the century. You've got obviously Bruno Fernandes as well, who is an exceptional talent. Um, speaking as a Manchester United fan, I can I can definitely say he's exceptionally talented. I just don't see anything other than a Portugal win here, um, and I think by a, a good few goals, France versus Germany. What a bloody game. Um, I think France are going into this tournament with a hell of a lot of expectation on them. I think they went into the World Cup with nowhere near the level of expectation um, that they now find themselves. They have... Myself and and co-host of this podcast, Mr Jordan Lloyd, were talking about this when we did our live show um, Saturday just gone for the Wales game. At Little Man Coffee, shout out Little Man Coffee Cardiff. We we were talking about how France have they have they disrupted things by bringing Benzema back? Have they ruffled too many feathers? Have they disrupted what was a good thing by bringing him back in after so long out? His comments about Giroud leave a lot to be desired as well. You know, when asked about him being, you know, what he felt like about him being selected over Giroud, like basically being brought in and just taking Giroud's spot. He says, you know, like, why would you, why would you drive like a a banger or something when you've got a sports car in the garage? Like, you know, condescending prick. Um, He's a great player, but look, Benzema's not coming into this in, in, you know, the best form. I know we've only got a small pool of games internationally to judge from. Obviously, he had a great season at Real Madrid. He always does. But that's an environment that he's used to playing in. And he's comfortable in. France is a whole different ball game. He's coming back into it. And a national side that cast him aside, in his opinion, unfairly. I will not comment. But he's back now. Um, I think he's extremely harsh on Giroud. Extremely harsh. Look, and he also missed a penalty against us. You know, we missed a penalty against Wales. Super Danny Ward making the save. 
So Benzema's not exactly done, you know, he's not coming into this like Bruno Fernandes was, you know, like I've just said, he's, you know, scoring, assisting, he's... It'll be interesting. But then Germany, I mean, this isn't the Germany of old. This isn't the Germany of, you know, world-class, exceptional players in every position. They, they have got brilliant players. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the Germany of when they won it. It's not the Germany of, you know, Das Reboot, you know, the Mario Goetze style with, you know. They, they for me... I personally think that cycle that they started, the Das Reboot, and that's a great book, by the way. If you haven't read it, go read Das Reboot. It's a hell of a book um, about how they decided that they were going to take everything back to square one and rebuild the national side. I think they're coming to the end of that cycle, like we saw with Spain. These things can only go on so long, especially in international football, where the tournaments, you know, every two years, players age quicker internationally. I know that sounds ridiculous, but you know what I mean? You know, they, because you'll see, a, you know, players at 32, suddenly the next time it's like, oh, hang on a minute, 34, they're getting a bit closer to the end. And you have to, you have to replace them. You have to. I think Germany are coming into this. I personally think out of Portugal, France and Germany, Germany are the weakest. I know it's tempting fate for me to say this about bloody Germany because whenever you write Germany, you know, they could, they could absolutely annihilate France. Don't get me wrong. But Timo Werner hasn't exactly been, you know, scoring a shed ton, has he? You know, there's, there's not... Germany don't look the same Germany, you know, the old Germany of old. Um, but look, we'll wait and see. I'm going to say France winning this. Um, but... Who knows? I'm just going to enjoy this group because what, what a group it is. Like, one hell of a group this is. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's me done for the day. Uh, I'm going to hand back over to my colleague Mitch tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Mitchell Gadsman. And if you don't listen to the Touchline Rant podcast, he's going to be very, very annoyed. OK? <laughs> you just listened to was brought to you by Anchor. Ever wanted to start your own podcast? Now you can by using Anchor. Anchor is great at anchoring and anchoring away at Anchor. So you can anchor all night long if you like. Anchor. Try Anchor. <laughs>